Welcome to the Soulful CEO Podcast. This is a show that empowers, educates, and celebrates the women who are tired of playing it small, who are ready to build aligned, profitable, impactful businesses and freedom-filled lives. Every month, we will be diving into all of the strategy, mindset, and energetic work that you need in order to leave behind all of the old paradigms that you may have been taught about how a business should be run and step into your highest potential. I'm your host, Katie Stewart, and I'm here to help you create a life and business better than your wildest dreams. Let's jump right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soulful CEO podcast. Today, we are joined with a by a very special guest, uh, Dr. Kimberly Rose Pendleton. She is the CEO and founder of Uncover, a seven-figure intimacy and coaching brand. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. So, so, so excited to have you. Really excited to dive into these questions with you today. I have been a longtime follower of yours on Instagram. I love connecting with you over there. And I think we originally connected via our shared love for Paris. Um, And then I just really, really like, I love looking at your content every day. I feel like you're one of those people who's authenticity and just genuine spirit really comes through in your online presence. Um, and sometimes in this like Instagram sea of lots of people doing lots of things, you feel like a breath of fresh air. So I'm very, very excited to have you here. And, um, I can't wait to kind of hop into these questions so that everybody can really get to know you a little better. Oh, thank you so much. And I am really receiving that. It feels so meaningful to realize that like these kind of odd tech platforms that in some ways can make it feel so not intimate can actually foster like real connections and real relationships. And I know for so many of us, like that's what it's all about. And so those moments where, you know, you remember it's not actually that cold and distant. It's actually like facilitating friendship across the globe. It's so amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So this is the questions I'm like dying to get to. Um, who are you? What do you do? What is your magic sauce? Like, what are your gifts? Tell us all the things. Yes. I know the like question beneath all the questions. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I love it. And It's interesting because, you know, I think one of the things that so many like multi-passionate CEOs probably struggle with is like answering, like, what do you do? But for me now, it's such a great time to be having this conversation because it's so much more clear than it's ever been before. But I have taken a very circuitous route to coaching. I got a PhD in women's studies and taught as a professor. I still teach sometimes as just an adjunct professor for like $5. (laughs) My husband uh, was an adjunct professor for a while. I know that life. (laughs) You probably know better than you want to. (laughs) So I, I had this rigorous academic training I had done a lot of research on trauma and religion and trauma, gender stuff. And I never 
had any idea for most of that like education that coaching was even a career or like an option. I think I heard about a life coach on Gilmore Girls like one time, but it was like not on my radar. Yeah. So it started to become so clear that that was going to be such a more direct way of helping people, which I had always wanted my work to do rather than teaching to like a small room of people who kind of already agreed with me about things it was like oh you could be doing work that could impact so many more people and so now so I mean I'm like gloss over all the years of like making mistakes (laughs) like (laughs) websites that I made myself at like am or whatever but you know now we're this global brand and we do intimacy coaching so working with women especially CEOs and powerful women on some of the parts of ourselves that a lot of us have been told to like turn off. Like if you're going to be powerful, if you're going to be successful, being so kind of driven and closed off and distanced from your body. And I know, cause like, that was me, that was like how I'd gotten through school and gotten so kind of like was the good student and the good girl. And it was like, pleasure was not part of the conversation let alone like sensuality and intimacy and kind of breaking down some of those walls so now I teach I teach it after I did it myself I'm like okay I will share this um so I mentor other intimacy coaches and I do intimacy work with women in like big groups and also one-on-one Amazing. Okay. Okay. So this is what I really wanted to get into. So I have this come up often with my clients, um, my clients who I'm coaching into growing their own businesses, specifically coaches. Um, it's this real limiting belief around if I'm not a business coach, Mm. my money is limited or business coaches automatically make more money because they help you make money. And I feel like it's so, I don't know where it came from, number one, Um, but I really feel like you could be such an expander for these people because yes, you coach other intimacy coaches, but correct me if I'm wrong, but when Uncover started, that wasn't really the, the number one thing around it, right? It was really this intimacy coaching. And then kind of naturally people started being like, oh, I love what she's doing. I would love to learn to do the same. But can you speak on that a little bit, that belief around like you're a seven figure coach, like, yes, you can, right? You don't have to be a business coach to make this amazing money. And so what does that look like for you? And do you have any kind of thoughts around that belief? I could talk about this all day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so insidious, which I know is like such a strong term, but, but it really does feel like it's everywhere, this pervasive belief. And I experience it with my colleagues too, who feel, of course, some of my colleagues are like, their sole calling is business coaching. And it's like, okay, great. But for so many, there's this feeling of like, do I have to do that if I'm going to make money? And almost like, do I have to sneak in whatever else I do? Like, okay, come to me for business coaching and then I'll teach you about conscious parenting and then I'll get <laughs> like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Totally like the sneaky coach, which I totally understand because there is kind of a, you know, like a 
culture, I think, online of really celebrating money wins. Is, and that is something that I think business coaches really do need to do. And that makes sense. But I know it can make everybody else feel like, all right, I don't know how to celebrate my client's first orgasm without like being really weird about it. (laughs) How do I, you know, I got a message from a client this morning about going on a first date after like her divorce was finalized. And it's so, it's so intimate, you know, it's like not as easy, at least for me, money is obviously very intimate too, but like you know, if I were to tag you and be like, yay, like the first time you talked to your mother-in-law without like fighting, it would be yeah. like, uh-oh, like mm-hmm. that actually, even this like hypothetical example might cause problems. Yeah. <laughs> and this is not real. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just so fascinating. So I have a lot of thoughts about it. And the first is that when we expand our vision. And this, this helps me so much, honestly, like daily, I have to come back to this, but when I expand my vision about like, what is the real impact I want to make? It actually goes so far beyond coaches. Like I forget it's about every woman, every person intimacy, like a world where sexual assault is not so normal in a world where, you know, I grew up in a religious culture and like so many of the women I knew and still know from that world, like their own pleasure is totally not even part of the equation. And sometimes it's not until way, way later. And when I think about that stuff and like how much I want to impact like regular people, it becomes so much easier to see. First of all, I can't just switch, you know, it would be like, oh no, we're leaving everyone behind. But also, and this is so reassuring, they wouldn't even know what business coaching is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They like, do you want to feel better in your body? Do you want to have a deeper relationship with your husband? Do you want to finally heal like sexual trauma? They'd be like, oh yeah, like, well, that sounds great. And so there's about, I mean, I know this is a little cliche, but like connecting again to that North star, like real purpose and almost like scoping out beyond the coaching industry, not because I think there's anything wrong with our industry. I actually love it, but just remembering like, oh my God, there's so many people. And for most of them, helping with their health, helping with their kids, helping with their relationships and their self-love, and even just straight up like confidence Mm -hmm. is going to be so much more appealing. And that I think is why Uncover, we, I didn't start mentoring other intimacy coaches till we hit seven figures because by then I was like, okay, I have a lot to say about Mm -hmm. all this that you give but you know before that it was just an intimacy course Mm -hmm. and then I I turned that into a year-long intimacy kind of membership for lack of a better term with like programs each month and then a higher level group called the pleasure portal it's like none of this is about business and of course entrepreneurs join it sometimes because Mm -hmm. like that sensuality piece does tend to unlock so much more magic and money Mm -hmm. but 
is interesting. And I've even had a few people who joined specifically because they were like, I want a space where we're actually not just celebrating money wins and striving for business success. I want the business success to almost be like on the side, but the main goal is I love my life. (laughs) I think that if we are brave and if we like, you know, keep talking about this amongst ourselves, it like helps us remember like the truth, truth, which is that like the money and the business side of things is really, it's like the byproduct of having a really intimate, fulfilling and like fun life. Yes, absolutely. And here's what I kind of feel like is it's sort of this vibe right now of things are shifting. And I think originally in this industry, it was sort of coaches hiring other coaches. And I mean, you know, 15 years ago, there weren't that many people, a regular person working a regular job, a woman who probably desperately needed an intimacy coach that wasn't even on her radar, right? She wasn't going like on her, on like the internet and searching how to find an intimacy coach, right? Right. So it wasn't so much of a thing. Yeah. So I think originally when, you know, this industry really came around, it was a lot of coaches who were in the industry hiring other coaches. And I think now there's this really beautiful shift where coaching is becoming so much more mainstream. There are women who need things that aren't business coaching. They see value in like getting better and getting closer with their husband, getting more in touch with themselves. Like I have women who do like nutrition and hormone, like all kinds of crazy things. And like people need it, right? People need it. I have birth workers in my client kind of roster. Um, And it's so, so, so needed. And I think it's this really beautiful shift that's happening where the services and the beautiful kind of transformations and shifts that we provide are becoming more mainstream. And it's not like just this little bubble anymore. Um, it's really becoming well-known exactly how much you can like accomplish and what the transformation can be. And that there's so many more things to know, so many more reasons to invest in yourself that aren't to make you more money, right? Like what are the valuable things? Where are the places you're placing your priority in your life, your happiness, your health, your children, what kind of birth you want to have, what kind of marriage you want to have. And um, it's becoming more mainstream for just regular average people to really think about that and to get clarity on what they actually want and to feel really empowered to get support around that. And I think that is such a beautiful shift. And I love that women like you were some of the ones to be like, actually, we're going big. We're going outside of this coaching bubble. We're going to like the regular women who work just jobs and they desire this. And the fact that it is moving more mainstream is because of people like you who are putting it out there and making it normalized to invest and to spend in yourself on yourself in that kind of way. Absolutely makes sense. And I think that one of the things that can be so hard to navigate with all of that is that when we're building our coaching business, it absolutely makes sense that we're looking for communities of other coaches to support us. And I always have a business coach and a mastermind and so much support, honestly, like a laughable amount sometimes. (laughs) But it can make it seem like everyone is a coach and it can make it seem like the only people in the world who would ever hire a coach are other coaches. And I think what you just said is so brilliant and poignant. It's just not true. There are so many people who 
when they find out that this is a possibility are in. And mm-hmm. so then our job is just to like hold steady and just keep put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Them in uh-huh. otherwise they might not know. And we've all been socialized, especially women to just settle for things, not feeling very good. You know, like how many, you mentioned birth workers and I have some pelvic floor specialists in my community. And it's so similar where like so many women have just been conditioned to be like, nah, things just don't feel very good. Yeah. And it's like, what? But yeah. if you know that there is another option and you know that actually like someone can support me with this, mm-hmm. it is such an open market and yeah. so people need you. Absolutely. And it is such a beautiful shift that's happening where someone may now seek out a pelvic floor therapist or um, a pelvic floor healer, like online through coaching, rather than just getting a prescription, going to, you know, a physical therapist office and getting it there. And I think that um, it's opening up so many opportunities and so many doors, especially for women um, to really begin to, because truly when you're investing in yourself in that kind of a way, it's just this, this statement of like, I'm worth it. I deserve better. I know my life can be different. I deserve to heal. Um, and it's such a cool shift to watch women beginning to take like this empowering role of like, actually I do desire to spend thousands of dollars on this because this is going to change my life. And so I don't know, I just love it. And I love that you're doing it. And I love that you're doing it at such a high level, um, and really putting out that proof of possibility there for the women who aren't business coaches, who have really beautiful gifts and talents and, um, or maybe feeling a little held back around, can I actually make good money doing this? Do only business coaches make good money? And clearly, right. Proof of possibility right here. A hundred percent. We've even had some great conversations in my community that are humbling, but like exciting about how many people are going to stumble upon my content and not connect with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Who like, don't love Paris and this is too pink and floral and like, Oh, you know, it's like turn off. So we need so many, we need many intimacy coaches and so many coaches who work on non-business and non-money because, you know, there are going to be people who can only hear some of this information from someone else. Mm -hmm. And I think that even that can be so encouraging to be like, okay, it's kind of an all hands on deck moment. Like everybody (laughs) get (laughs) as visible as possible because the world is ready for us. Industry is saturated, but not competitive, not competitive. Totally. So many people out there. And as long as you're remaining authentic to yourself and you're showing up in the way that is true for you and you're showing up pink and girly in Paris and pearls (laughs) and all the thing, like you're going to attract your perfect client and you're going to be the perfect coach for them. And there's yeah. someone else who's right for someone else. And that's completely okay. Uh, we have to show up fully in our authenticity to call on those right people. Yes. Cool. All right. Let's chat. This is a big juicy one. What does intimacy mean to you? Mm. How does this play out? Not just in your business, but like in your day-to-day life, in your relationships, not even just your romantic relationships, but like all of them. And how has this really shifted, like tangibly shifted things for you in your life? And I know you mentioned intimacy work affecting money as well. So let's Mm. go there too. How does it shift all things, including money? 
Oh my gosh, hundred percent here for this. So I struggled actually for a little while with defining intimacy because obviously, you know, the first thing that would come to mind when I first was doing this work was about sex and physicality. And that is, you know, an important piece of what I work on with people, but I knew there was more, like, it wasn't just that it was calling forward this deeper layer of kind of self intimacy. And I was like really struggling for, I would say a solid year with like, how do I talk about this thing? Mm -hmm. And then I realized just how connected it all was, which you are already alluding to so beautifully, like intimacy with all the parts of me ended up being kind of the linchpin that changed how I was in my relationship, how I was actually with my clients, how I was just Mm -hmm. with the world and how I was with money. And when I really felt more into it and I started, I have this process I lead people through that's basically intimacy work. And when I do it on myself, because like I'm patient zero, like (laughs) I have like, but again and again, what I was finding was it helped me to not kind of disown any parts of myself. And that intimacy for me meant getting closer and closer, even in moments where I wanted to pull away. Mm -hmm. And so that would translate into relationship stuff when it was like, okay, conflict, like my gut instinct is to like go hide. But if I'm doing my intimacy work I stay close, maybe even get closer. And I started applying that in my relationships. And then, I mean, you probably won't be surprised to hear this. It ended up being a game changer with my clients. It was like when some rupture comes up, rather than feeling like, oh my God, I better shut down my business. (laughs) It'd be like, okay, how can I stay close here and like really feel what are they asking for? Like what new information, you know, is this conflict offering me? And intimacy became more like an orientation toward like, I am here for this. I can be intimate with celebration, which actually for me was a struggle. And maybe some people listening will relate like celebrating success or celebrating like we, I just got engaged. Um, which Congratulations. I, um, and I had such an upper limit about being engaged. It was like, oh my God, I can't also be engaged. I have this great business and this great life. <laughs> now I'm going to like have the audacity to also have a great love story. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you see these sides of yourself that like you don't even necessarily yeah. expect. Intimacy with that too. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I am just going to look at this and stay close. And I mean, of course it does make sex better too, because you're like (laughs) staying present. And with money was that I was doing the same thing, Mm -hmm. like distancing myself, dissociating, not on purpose, but being like, Oh, I just like, won't deal with that part of my life. Mm -hmm. And the more brave I got with my intimacy work there, surprise, surprise, like the more money came in, it probably finally felt safe with me. I was treating money like a ter- I was being a terrible girlfriend. It was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> you never show up. like you're here now, but what if you leave? Like yeah. totally 
is being crazy. Um, Intimacy for me has meant, I think, integration, you know, like integrating all those parts, being close, being brave, looking for the pleasure in all of it. And then also being willing to like feel all the things. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Sitting in that discomfort and what it sounds like a lot of your work is, is not just sitting in it, but like, let's go deeper. Like how can we get closer to this in order to move through it? Which is really, really beautiful. Mm. Cool. Okay. So that was actually going to be the next question was how intimacy tied back to business and money. But you know, that's something that I talk about with my clients all the time too, is really viewing your relationship with money, the way you view a romantic relationship. Um, and that a lot of times there's a lot of ties there between the way you are as a romantic partner and the way you are with money and really looking at it as a real full picture, kind of how are you showing up? What kind of a receiver are you? How are you treating money? How are you treating it when it feels like it's not showing up? You know, what are all of these, what are the choices you're making and the way you're showing up in your relationship with money um, over and over and over? And where are these patterns that you may also potentially be showing up in your romantic relationships that are also kind of coming forward in your relationship with money? And I have a lot of my clients doing money dates every month and I still track. Um, I obviously have my QuickBooks and I have my accountant and all of that, but I still track And I have from the first day of my business, every single dollar and every single payment that comes in. And it's part of my money day is like, I want to look at it. I want to face it. I want to spend time with it. I want to send gratitude to it. I want to like, with my own two hands, put it into my spreadsheet, like send it some love, spend some time with it. And that's something I have a lot of my clients do too. And they're like, but it takes so long. And I'm like, you you want to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't want to spend time with you? Like get your ass in there and spend some time with your money, you know? Um, so that's really, really cool. I love that you shared that. Um, okay. Give us some actionable tips Mm -hmm. or maybe a big energetic shift Mm. to help people who maybe are feeling disconnected from themselves or they're feeling, um, maybe disconnected from their business or their money, or they're feeling like maybe there's multiple areas where there's some crossover where they could use a little more intimacy or like you said, like, let's get closer. Let's dive in a little deeper here. And they would love some of this Dr. Kimberly Rose Pendleton magic in their lives to connect back in deeper. So actionable tips, energetic shifts, some, something to leave them with. I love that invitation. Yeah. So this is what I think is the most revolutionary part of Uncover, if I'm being totally honest. And it almost feels like a betrayal of all my training, especially like a feminist training that I've had and even like trauma training. But I think that the best place to start is pleasure and really letting pleasure be a relationship in your life that gets to also grow and grow kind of exactly what you've been talking about with like getting deeper and deeper in with money. I would encourage everybody to start even in the most bite-sized way with integrating pleasure into basically all of our like deepest places. And I think that the reason that that feels so 
revolutionary is that a lot of work on healing that at least I've been exposed to, whether that's healing like personal trauma or healing more systemic, you know, injustice, it's really focused on harm and what has gone wrong. And I, I think that's really important, you know, so crucial, but there's less of a focus on like, what do we want? And what do we want to feel and what would feel good? And so what I've found is that when intimacy feels scary, intimacy with a partner, intimacy with our past, healing in any way, actually getting our system into pleasure, whether that means like being surrounded by beauty, having like flowers near you, drinking something that feels really good to you, even like lighting a candle, like the fancy candle or using the fancy perfume or whatever it is that you might be like saving for later, which so much of our culture can dismiss as frivolous. I actually really believe in it. It so makes our system and our nervous system in particular relax enough that we can actually do the deeper work. Mm -hmm. So what I often encourage when my clients are starting to go through like, a trauma healing program with me, or even like the religion programs or whatever, anything that kind of could stir up some deeper stuff is like, get in your coziest blanket, like put the music on in the background that you love. Like it's not an indulgence, actually it's part of the process. And so for money dates, you know, can you also have some chocolate Mm -hmm. when you're have this like hard conversation with your partner can you also hold hands or like also get into the place where even if it's just like one percent more feeling good and pleasure like letting that be your normal and then like obviously like ratcheting it up and up and up (laughs) but it's interesting And I used to think that it was a coincidence, like to be totally honest. And then I got to the place where I thought like, okay, well, maybe it's more like recovery. Like I did a hard thing. Mm -hmm. Now I want to like look through this beautiful art book to like kind of just distract myself. But the more I did this work, the more I saw like, it's not a coincidence and it's not even like a treat afterward it's actually integral to allowing us to do more of this work. Trauma healing is missing a conversation on pleasure. Feminism is missing a conversation on pleasure. And I actually think that like women in their pleasure in particular are going to be the ones who are so regulated Mm -hmm. and so integrated that we can like really change the world. And so for everybody, obviously it does look a little different, but some things are like through lines, you know, more orgasms, more fresh air, more like time and sunshine, being with people that like you really love. Honestly, I think like what we wear and what is on our body. And then that sense of like treating yourself, which I know we talk about a lot, but it does usually have this tone of like selfish or materialistic or mm-hmm. like escaping the hard realities of life. And I would actually encourage us all to rethink that, that it's like, no, you treat yourself, you live in pleasure so that you can go deeper and stay mm-hmm. present and be in the hard stuff. And your system doesn't shut it down because it actually feels good. 
Yes, absolutely. And what this is bringing up last week in my mastermind, one of the girls popped in a Voxer message asking a question about physical beauty. And it really threw me off because this is a business mastermind. And she was like, Katie, I feel like you do such a good job of like embracing physical beauty, like um, just being okay with being like a feminine girly, like the clothes, the makeup, like all the things. And I was like, absolutely. And so it opened up this big, beautiful conversation around um, allowing yourself to be abundant in all areas and allowing ourselves, like you were saying, just to be surrounded by beauty and to do and dress yourself and do your makeup and your hair or your jewelry, however it is that makes you feel beautiful. Um, and even going back to the beginning of our conversation, when you were saying you had upper limits kind of about like being engaged where you were like, it gets like, I get to have it like this good. Um, and we got into this conversation around this, like, who does she think she is kind of energy where women have this real programming around like, um, you know, it's too much beauty or it's too much happiness or it's too much pleasure, or I don't get to have the business and the fiance and I don't get to be hot and wealthy and happy and free. Like I don't, nobody gets to have all of that. And so we turn ourselves, it's like almost this martyr thing that we do where it's like, okay, I don't get to have all of that. Totally. So like something has to give. And um, yeah, it's just this beautiful invitation to really step into that. Like, you know, I know who I am and I know it's like a self-worth kind of conversation where I get to have all of the things and it actually doesn't have to be a thing that makes me feel selfish. It gets to be a thing that regulates my nervous system and really allows me to step into myself. And so in that comment last week in my mastermind really got me thinking about like, how it truly all is so connected and we can have an abundance mindset around our business and our clients and the money that we're making and how much success we're experiencing in our business and still have these upper limits around like, oh, but I don't get to be this and this and this if I have success or joy or abundance or pleasure in this area, like it has to be one or the other. You don't get to have it that good, you know? Right. Who am I to have it? Yeah. And like every time that voice comes up, just answer. Like I'm, sorry, I'm really really yeah. yeah. yes. <laughs> I actually had a client tell me a story once that I think about a lot about breaking up with somebody, and he was like, "Must be nice to be you," and he was like, "It is. It's really nice." Yeah. Like, Ooh, that is the energy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of the phrase we, we send around in my mastermind is like, if someone's asking who does she think she is, you're doing it right. Like you're yeah. doing it right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Oh, so good. Okay. So obviously everyone is going to be dying to like, find you, follow you, figure yeah. out ways they can get deeper into your world. So what are all the ways people can work with you kind of now? Where can they find you? I'm obviously going to link um, all of the places as well in the show notes, but if you want to just walk us through it quickly, um, and then I'll put everything in the show notes as well. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, we are such kindred spirits. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't just have all the overlap in our yes. audience. Yes. I have people to find you and your people to connect with me. Um, but there are three things that I would love to just share. One is the free Facebook group that I run um, called Pleasure is Power. And every single month we have a free masterclass in there. Sometimes even more than that. Right now there's a three-part free series um, 
that I really love on sacred feminine leadership. And it's just like our love note to the world. It's like a little slice of my teaching style. Some people upgrade into the other things that I'll share about, but it's also just a really fun community. Like this is the safe place. If you want to go in and be like, hi, I am like changing my style and my hair. Like what do you recommend? And it's also the place to be like, so I healed a lot of trauma with my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Really hold the Um, so that's on Facebook pleasure is power and then yeah the two ways that I work with clients are in my year-long intimacy incubator which is coaching with me courses with me I lead people through the intimacy work journey Um, and then the higher level is the pleasure portal mastermind which includes retreats one at my house one in Hawaii it's very pleasure uh, focused but it's just like a deeper layer. We move through the uncover archetypes, the clean and the whore and the, all the different, the mother, all the different kind of parts of us that sometimes you just need a little extra permission to let yes. out. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So good. So, so good. good. Um, And like I said, I will link all of that in the show notes. I'm also going to link your Instagram handle down there um, because you all definitely need to be following her on Instagram as well. Um, And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was so lovely to have you here today. Such an honor to be able to have this chat with you and to just experience your wisdom and be in your energy and have all of this brought to the beautiful podcast family. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's really, there's that feeling when you connect with somebody else who really is on the same page as you, that feeling of like, oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like holding our little candles in our little corner of the world. And like, it is so reassuring to realize like, we're so not alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, everyone, go check out all of the things, all of the ways to work with Kimberly and follow along on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm sure we will be chatting again soon. Thank you so much. If you love this podcast and you want to support both me and the Soulful CEO, it would mean the absolute world if you could drop in, leave a rating, leave a review, and share a screenshot of this podcast to your Instagram stories. Not only would that absolutely make my day, but it would also get the word out about the podcast to anyone who you think might need to hear it. So thank you so, so much for listening. I am so grateful you are here.